Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. Psalm 118:26. Lord Jesus, I remember these words from the Psalms that express the praise shouted at your triumphal entry. You rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, a conquering king and a suffering servant. The people welcomed your arrival with glad shouts. In a similar way, I welcome your arrival into my life. Come on now. Yes, we do, Lord. Every day, I seek your presence to steer me through my challenges. I need your assurance, your comfort, and your wisdom. So I bless you, dear Lord, with the children of Israel. I mean, with the children of Jerusalem. Thank you for entering my life. We do thank you tonight, Lord. Listen, I am standing at the door. Oh, my goodness. Bride, this is the scripture I got saved on when I was a kid. I love this. Listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you and you with me, Revelation 3.20. But here's the way I know it. Behold, I am standing at the door knocking. If you will open that door, I will come in with you and sup with you. So that to me, that was uh, 
God saying, come in, I'm knocking at the door. Let me come in and then we can fellowship together. Uh, that's the way I feel, Revelation 3.20. When I got saved as a kid, that's what it meant to me then. Okay, so that is today's devotional. This is April the 12th. Uh, using our little devotional time this morning. It has very pretty pictures in it and stuff. And so that was April 12th. Since I was not able to do our devotional this morning, I went ahead and wanted to make sure I took care of that tonight. Okay. And then I do want to just praise the Lord uh, for working that out for me to be able to go to Israel. Uh, and to be able to document a little bit there. I'm very excited about it. Now listen, Brad, if you want to go, uh, let me see if I can find it up here. If you want to go, there's still time. You just have to send in your $500 registration right now, and then you pay $3,500 by June the 1st. And it will be a lot of fun. We'll be able to go together. And we are going with uh, the group here. Okay, so let me just tell you what they're doing. It's Let me clean this real quick. August the 16th through the 25th. Okay, so we depart from Washington. And then we go overnight. Friday, August the 16th. Saturday, we arrive in Ben Gurion Airport where you'll be met by the representative. And then we go to Tel Aviv. Dinner in the first night in Tel Aviv. Sunday on the 18th, we get the hotel and drive north, stopping at Caesarea, Israel's most famous archaeological park, which includes a large Roman amphitheater. Continue to Nazareth and Kafar Kana before checking into your hotel for dinner and first overnight in Galilee. All right, what are you saying there? Let's see here. Let me go over to my page. Make sure I have my volume down. Let me write a bag check. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is funny. Uh, Lane, what an exciting day you've had, sister. Amen, I have. Sure, let's, let me just write a bag check. LOL, best night. Would be a miracle for me to ever get to go. Well, Lane... Do you not think it's a miracle for me, woman? Do you th Hey, this whole thing is a miracle. Me being in Washington, D.C., uh, God sending me across the country in 2017, only your mouth holds you back from your miracles. Remember, I've been teaching y'all that our mouth has to come in agreement with God's Word. Remember, uh, right before God opened up the White House, He woke me up three days in a row. And one of those mornings, he said, I want you to get up, and I want you to find every scripture on, uh, not prosperity, but how did he word it? Every scripture on prospering or prosperous or something like that. 
Uh, and I want you to speak it out of your mouth and come in agreement with me. So I woke up and boy, I was looking up all the scriptures and I'd say, your word says, and then I would repeat it. And I would say, I am blessed coming in. I am blessed coming out. I am the head and not the tail. You know, blah, blah. Ask and I shall receive, blah, blah, blah. So um, we have to be careful what we release out of here for sure. Okay, let's see. I wanted to go over to... Alright. I want to read a scripture to you, Brad, in Isaiah 45. Uh, okay, Lane, I understand. You say, I sure am, and I am going through your eyes. Oh, you've never been in an airplane? You know, I talked to another woman tonight, and she says she's never been in an airplane, too. And you know what? There's a time for everything. And that friend that I was talking to just turned 70. So, there is a time. I mean, we are beyond uh, the past. We are in places, Brian. We're going to do a lot of first. And age has nothing to do with our first. Do you hear me? There, I know people that's almost 70 getting married. I know people uh, doing things the first time. I'm 50, and I am in Washington, D.C. Uh, I mean, I'm living a life I never thought I would have lived. You know, but that is because the Lord, uh, he's in control. And so, let's don't limit ourselves because we never have. We will, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's see what else you say. No, ma'am, and not so sure I want to now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Wow, that's encouraging. All right, Sister Lane, all right. Uh, well, let's turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 45. This is my absolute favorite, favorite Bible. Uh, this is the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. And look, this is how I do my Bible. Look. <laughs> I love... Uh, digging, you know, and, and and writing and making notes because when I go back later, it kind of gives me revelations that I had, you know, way back before. So let's start off here in Isaiah 45. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, which we know a lot of this has to do with President Trump as well. We believe this is the same chapter that talks to him. But let's look at it as God is talking to us tonight, Brad. Okay? Whose right hand I have holden to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two lead gates, and the gates shall not be shut. Wow, this is Pastor Carolyn. Oh, I wish she was watching. Let me tag her. My goodness. Okay, I just tagged her. She was just telling me today about this vision she had about a leaf. And I believe this has to do with that. Okay, so let's go back to the word again. Okay, so in Isaiah 45 verse 1 it says, 
to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. And Bride, I just want to tell you, the only way that your destiny can be stopped is yourself. The devil cannot stop your destiny, only you. If you get off into error, if you get distracted, if you turn your back on God, is the only way it can be stopped. God will keep taking you and you'll keep soaring higher as long as you keep obeying in the midst of the storm. Okay, so verse 2, I will go before you. Yes, Lord, go before his Lord. And I will make the crooked paths straight. And bride, the Lord gave me a revelation on what this crooked path is. Listen to this. When you're going forward and you, you're walking in obedience and your heart is right before God, okay? And you sin. Let's say you go off the crooked path and you sin. Well, God's going to confront you about it. And then, let's say you get a little rebellious. Remember my story? What happened when you get rebellious? And then you keep going down that road because you like it. And then God will rebuke you again. And then you keep going down that road because you like it. You know, like say you get a so tired or you just like your sin that you're in. Or, or it's not really you don't think it's sin or you justified that you don't think it's sin. And you keep going down that road. And then God sends you a prophet. And then you know if a prophet has had to tell you something, you're done. It's either a yes or no. You either do it or you're done. And so... When he says crooked path straight, okay, and then you go off and you sin, you went off really crooked, but you repent and you turn and you get back on that straight and narrow path, that's what he means by making the crooked paths straight. He will make it right. If you repent, there will not be the huge consequences that it, there would be if you did not turn it over to him. I'm telling you, you will still have consequences, but it won't be as bad as if you was in utter rebellion. See, a lot of the ministers that's being exposed and are fixing about to be exposed is because God has dealt with their heart time and time again. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. And then they say, no, no, no. I like, I like. Or God is saying, I want you to give your ministry away. No, I birthed that. I'm not giving that away. I want you to give it over here. No, I don't want to. I want, I want, I want. Or God to say, I want you to go over here. I want you to get rid of your ministry and go over here in the slums. And I want you to minister over here in the slums. And then they say, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving up my comfort. No, no, no. Okay, well, you're, you stopped. You won't go past that. Your anointing just stops. Okay? Uh, so, and it may even cost you. He may take your candlestick. Do you know what that means, Brian, about the candlestick? It means the anointing. The anointing in your life will go. We don't want the anointing to go. So, we want the crooked path to straighten up. Okay? Let's continue here. All right. I will go before thee, and will make the crooked paths straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass, and cut asunder the bars of iron. Which means, all these things trying to hinder your path, I will break them in pieces. 
Brian, a couple of weeks ago, when the Lord gave me those four nights of getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, that was one of the things he told me, honey. He told me through his word that morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, he goes, Don't you remember what I have done for you, woman? I will deliver. That is what he said. And Bride, he told me that the day he delivered, baby. Yes, he did. He said, don't forget what I've done. I will deliver. And he turned around that day and he tested me. Because I told him, remember the story, Bride? I told him, Lord, because I needed $1,750 for rent. Lord, you know I got to have $1,750 for rent, Lord. So I'm like, if you want me to sew anything, if you want me to do anything, let me know. So I'm on the, I'm leaving Capitol Hill where I'm praying on Capitol Hill. I had $10 left to my name. In my, I had $10. It was in my purse, a $5 bill and five ones. So I'm walking with all these other senators and stuff. And we're all in front of the, you know, the Republican uh, country club, basically. And so... There's always a homeless person there asking for money. So this one guy sitting there and he's like, Hey, ma'am. You know, he's sitting on the ground. He's like, Hey, ma'am, will you give me some money? And so uh, I looked at him and I said, Yes, I will. I said, I've given you money before. And he goes, I know. So I reached in my purse and I saw that I had a five and five ones. So I just pulled out a dollar. Here you go, sir. So in my... <laughs> In my mind, I was justifying it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to have something to eat, you know, whatever. I'm starving, so. So, I go in the, I go down the escalator, and boy, the Holy Spirit just grabs my heart, and he goes, go back and give that man everything you've got. So, I, my heart was exposed before God, and I knew I was being rebuked. And so, I, I immediately repented. I said, Lord... I am so sorry. I was selfish. Please forgive me, Lord. And yes, I will. So I came down the escalator. I get on the other escalator. I go back up. I go out there to the homeless man. Sir, I'm so sorry. The Lord made me repent. I was selfish. I had this money and the Lord told me to give it all to you. And he's like, well, thank you, ma'am. You know, so I gave him all the money. And I said, sir, can I please pray for you? And he was so, like, most everybody I meet is like this, you know. And he's like, yes, please do. So I grab his hand. He grabs onto my hand like it's life, you know. And so we're standing there with all these rich people basically walking by, all the senators, you know, and all them from Capitol Hill walking by right in front of the country club, you know. So I'm out there, and I'm like, Lord, I pray for him and take him to his destiny and all this, you know. And so I was praying for him. And Brian, guess what happened? Because I obeyed the Lord, repented. I got off the crooked path, repented. He put me back on the crooked path. I walked off from the homeless man and inside of me just went, I passed the test. And let me tell you what happened. It wasn't 30 minutes later. 30 minutes later, I got a phone call. Ma'am, the Lord told me to pay your rent. What would have happened if I wouldn't have obeyed the Lord? Because I didn't want to give this homeless man all my money. See what I mean? The Lord will test you, bride. 
When I went to Bible college, here's another story. The Lord told me, I want you to sell your house and give away everything you got and go to Bible college. And I said, Lord, you just gave me this uh, house. I built it and everything last year. I was like, why do you want me to give up my house? And so uh, I said, this has to be the devil. I didn't believe it the first day. But still, I went up and I, I researched it, okay? I looked at the college, which was Rob Parsley in Columbus, Ohio. And then I saw that at the college, they have a high school, you know, a school for the younger kids. And so I said, okay, Lord. It was a prep school. It was $4,500. So the next morning, the Lord woke me up at 4 o'clock. I said, go to World Harvest Bible College. <laughs> so I told the Lord, I said, all right, Lord, all right. I said, if you're wanting me to go to Bible college at 36 years old, now you know I've still got kids at home. I said, my oldest son is about to be a senior in high school, and he's been in the same high You know, I'm explaining all this to God. He's been in the same high school since he's been in high school, Lord. He has been an honor student. He's, he was going to get honored his senior year. I said, Lord, you're not asking just me to leave you, but you're asking my whole family. I'm like, Lord, please. I said, I'll go under one condition. This is what I told the Lord. I'll go under one condition. I said, if you, no, not, I didn't say it like that. Let me back up. Let me forgive me, Lord. Let me back up. What it was is I had, I told the Lord, I said, I read in, uh, about your kings yesterday and I discovered Gideon. Now Gideon wanted to make sure that it was you talking. So he put a fleece out there. I said, Lord, I'm not leaving this house until I know it is your voice telling me to do this. So this is what I'm asking, just so you'll prove to me that this is you. Because I know in the natural this can never happen. So I said, if this is you wanting me to do all this, if you pay my son's tuition, $4,500, I'll go. You know, thinking he ain't going to do this. So that week I get a phone call. Hey, I'm going up to the Bible College, and uh, I was wondering if you would like to go up there, and you don't have to pay for nothing. It's already paid for. I was like, all right, Lord. I know you're wanting to show me. So I said, all right. So we go up there, and Rob Parsley's having this big event, and I walked in this room, Brad, in this big ballroom, and there was like 5,000 preachers from all over the world. And I walked in there in my little measly clothes. And I walked in there like, hey, I belong. I mean, I just felt it in the spirit. This, I'm global. <laughs> it's what I was thinking in my spirit. This is me to a T. I fit in with all this. I'm global, you know. So I sat down. And this one woman, I didn't even know this woman. She was sitting next to me. And this woman told me. She goes, ma'am. The Lord told me he has called you to go to Bible college. Don't worry about a thing. He's going to pay for your son. Wow, I looked at that woman. I was like, okay. All right, so that was my first confirmation. So the next day, I was at the altar. And I was down there praying, Lord, do you really want me to go, Lord? And so this woman walked up to me. I didn't know it, but she was a, one of the professors at the Bible college. But she walked up to me and she goes, Thus saith the Lord, I have called you to go to Bible college, and I will pay for everything. Don't worry about a thing. 
So I was like, all right, Lord. <laughs> I was crying. I was like, all right, Lord, you want me to go? Here we go. All right, so I come back home and I go to my church and I tell them. I say, all right, the Lord told me I have to go to Bible college and I have to give away all my furniture. So if you want it, come to my house and get it. And bride, I have beautiful furniture. Let me tell you women something. Let me, t let me tell you about furniture. I had this German furniture. That is a woman's dream, okay? It was very intricate details, that very hard wood. It was long and seated 12 people and it had 12 chairs, okay? Three china cabinets, three of them. I had a sectional, you know, very nice furniture. And so I was telling people, come and get it. So I didn't sell it. They came and got it. And uh, I sold the house it cost. Uh, when we left that day, uh, somebody had paid our gas to Bible College. I had this big old van. They filled it up with gas. It was like $80 in gas. It was one of the big vans, you know. And so uh, we had the van loaded, had this little U-Haul trailer behind it with all the boxes. And my, I have washed that house clean, boy. I had did the windows, the floor, everything. Because I have this theology, you know, this thing in my mind that uh, if God has given me something, I'm going to leave it better than I came. You know type of deal. And it's, I'm going to leave it in a spirit of excellence type of deal. So anyways, I cleaned the house spotless. And my son and I was standing there in the living room. We was holding hands. And I just talked to the Lord just like he was right there. And I said, Lord, I thank you so much that I had a beautiful home, Lord. I had a beautiful brand new home that me and my children got to pick out. And we got to live in this, Lord. And I thank you so much. And so uh, we blessed the home the new people that bought it, that they would come in and enjoy the home. And so on my way to Bible college, I get a phone call halfway when I was in Kentucky. And my mother said, Jim, I just got to know something. Now you've never lived out of the state of Tennessee. I'm like, yeah. And she goes, you've never lived out of Tennessee and you are going somewhere and you don't have one dime to your name in Columbus, Ohio. So I just want to know, how do you feel taking all your stuff up there with nowhere to go? And so I told mom, I said, well, the only thing I can say is I know that the Lord is waiting on me in Columbus, Ohio. I just know it, mama. And so I got to Columbus, Ohio, and guess what, Brad? There was an apartment waiting on me. And I've, I've told this story before. I don't have to recite all this again. But the point is... When I first got to Bible college, I had one thing left of value, and that was my mother's inheritance ring. Bride, it was so pretty. It was a big diamond and had like 10 little diamonds around it. And so I was sitting in there my first Sunday. First of all, I was so nervous uh, because the Lord had given us apartment, which I was happy about. 
But I was sitting in there, and this church is the biggest church I've ever been in. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, and the Lord speaks to me. And he says, I want you to give Mama Parsley your diamond ring. And I was like, that's got to be the devil. <laughs> and so the next Sunday, I heard it again. The Lord said, I want you to give Mama Parsley your diamond ring. I was like, this has got to go away, devil. Leave me alone. So the third Sunday, uh, there's a preacher there. His name was Nasar Siddiqui. So he said, the reason the Lord wants you to give away something unusual is because he has an unusual blessing. So the Lord spoke to me again. And he said, I said, that's what he says to me when he's, when he's done and he's serious. He's like, I said, give mom parsley a diamond ring. So I was like, this time I didn't cast it off. I was like, God, you're really wanting my, my mother's inheritance ring. This is the only thing I have left of any value, you know. So I go home and I tell my kids. I'm like, kids, I'm hearing the Lord tell me to do the weirdest thing. He is wanting me to give Mama Parsley, who I've never met, my diamond ring. <laughs> and my kids, my one son was in Bible college to be a missionary and evangelist, and my other son, you know, was the senior in high school. So both of them just full of faith. Looked at me and goes, Mama, if the Lord told you to do it, you know you got to do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, it's better when it's from you, you know what I'm saying, you know. And so I go to church that night. I had it set in my heart I was going to do it. But I go to church that night. And what do you know, bride? Here comes Mama Parsley from over there on the platform. She comes in. And, and this is the first time I've ever seen her. She walks in. And, I mean, this woman's presence is like, you know, the President of the United States just walked in. I mean, she commands the stage. You know what I'm saying? So she walks in. And she walks over there to the platform and she grabs the microphone and she goes, I don't know who this is for, but the Lord told me to get off my chair at four o'clock today and tell somebody, you better give me a diamond ring. She goes, look at my finger. She had diamonds on every finger, every finger but one. She goes, look at my fingers with all these diamonds. For some reason, the Lord just keeps giving me diamonds. She's like, do I look like I need these diamonds? And I was sitting there bribing my heart, going, thump. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, and my kids looked at me like, bam, in your face, mama. You know? And so I was like, yes, Lord, I will. And so she goes, the Lord has something for you, and you better give it to him. So, I took that envelope, I wrote on the outside, Lord, I am believing you to pay my son's tuition, $4,500, and then I added something, and my other son's tuition, $1,100. Alright, so I put it in there, and I seal it. So, at the end of the service, everybody's lined up to get prayed for, you know, they do the praying lines, and so I'm sitting there. And my son says, come on, Mom, we got to go get in the praying line. I said, no. I said, I think it's time for me to give her that ring. He goes, Mom, you'll never get close to her. She's got all them security guards down there. You know, we was like 10 rows back or whatever. And so I said, well, I'm just going to pray. So I bowed my head and I said, Lord, 
if you want me to give that diamond ring to that woman down there, you are going to have to open the door because I can't just throw it at her. And when I opened my eyes, bam, one of the security guards was standing there. I was startled. I was like, okay. And he said, ma'am, Mama Parsley wants to see you. And I was like, oh boy. So I got up. I walked over there, bride. I was so... This is how I'll be when I stand before uh, President Trump. When my time comes with him, I'll be the same way. I stood before this woman and I was like... You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh my gosh, you know. And so I stood before this woman and I was like, in attention because you can feel this governmental anointing on this woman. And she looked at me and she goes, the Lord told me I need to see you. You know, very serious, you know. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I'm 36 years old and the Lord told me to sell my house and give away everything I have. And I have one thing left and he wanted me to give it to you. And I handed it to her and I said, it's my mother's inheritance ring. I handed it to her and when I did, she read what was on the outside of that. And then she opened it up, took that diamond out, put it on that finger that didn't have a ring on it. And bribe when she did, it matched every ring on her finger. Yes, it did. It looked like it was made for her hand and for all the other diamonds that was on that hand. And then she went like this. She goes, receive. And she prayed for me. Boy, I go flying back. And I was like, oh my goodness. I didn't know what happened. This, this, now that it's all said and done, I can tell you what happened. Number one, I gave her my natural inheritance to my mother. Number two, she turned around and gave me her spiritual inheritance of a mother. And after that, I didn't know it, but after that, I started having all these Bible college kids, over 500 of them, calling me Mama June. And so then I became a mama. Just like she was known as Mama to Worldwide, I became Mama. And so they all started coming up calling me Mama June. So two weeks later, the Lord supernaturally, without going into this long, drawn-out story, He supernaturally gave my son uh, the tuition, not only the tuition to his school, $4,500, but that man that walked in that school and asked them how much it was, told them, I want to pay all his senior fees, I want to get his uniforms and everything. So he paid probably $6,000 or whatever that day. So we left there, or he left there, went and bought him a car, went and bought him a wardrobe of clothes, invited us over for dinner. We went over for dinner, and I said, Sir, why did you do that for my son? He said, Ma'am, I'll tell you why. Because I live up here in the north, and I interview people all the time. This was Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby Manager. He said, When I interviewed your son, your son said, Yes, sir. No, sir. And he said, when he respected me, I knew this boy was special. And then I took him to lunch the other day, and he told me about his mother's faith. And the Lord spoke to me that night and said, I want you to take care of that boy his senior year. So he said, that's why I did it. And then after we ate dinner, we, he said, follow me. And he took me over to a furniture store. Now see, I gave up that very expensive German furniture that seated 12 in this wood. 
But since my kids were grown, I had it set in my heart. I'm done with the wood because now we don't have to worry about them breaking it. I wanted glass and marble. You know, I just had it kind of set in my mind. I wanted glass and marble. So he took me to the furniture store and he said, ma'am, pick out any kitchen table you want. Don't worry about the money. I was like, no way. I mean, to me as a mother, that's the most important piece of furniture in the house. And so I was like, what? You know, I was like, what? And so I looked out and there it was. The prettiest little marble table with glass tops. And I was like, I want that one. And it was the most expensive one there. I was like, I want that one. And then he looked at the lady. He said, I want that one. And then he said, and give her two extra chairs. Because it only came four chairs. And he said, ma'am, isn't your apartment like all open with your living room and everything i'm like yes sir and he says ma'am don't you have like a matching set to go with this listen i left that furniture store with a brand new table plus a coffee table end tables lamps and everything i mean he loaded me up okay so that's how he paid for that son and then the other son uh brock who was in the bible college uh he was doing the uh, what do they call it? Youth camp. And they did it on the survivor theme. And his team won the competition. So they each got $100. So one of the kids that was on the team, his mother came to the church and said, Brock, I just want to tell you that my son got so radically saved through you that I, she said, I'm a plastic surgeon. My husband's a plastic surgeon. So we want to pay for your Bible college. So, God paid his Bible college and then paid for his honeymoon and then sent the kids on a Lifeway Christian bookstore shopping spree. So, the whole point that I'm trying to say tonight, Bride, is just like we're reading in Isaiah 45, is how the Lord will break in pieces and the gates of brass and cut it asunder in bars of iron. He will do whatever it takes. He will honor his word. And he says, I go before you and make the crooked path straight. He will. All, the only thing that hinders your destiny is yourself. It's your disobedience. It's your going off because you're distracted or something. That's the only thing that will hinder you doing like this and going forward in escalation and promotion. So let's continue in verse 3. We're on Isaiah 45 and we're on verse 3. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness. Come on now. And hidden riches of secret places. That thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which calls you by name, am the God of Israel. Lord, I get to step my foot on Israel. I'm so excited I get to go to Israel this summer. I, I won't know how to act. I'll be so excited. So the Lord says he will give us the treasures in darkness. Yes, Lord, give us those treasures and hidden riches in secret places that we may know. Verse 4, for Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect, I have called you by name. One time, Brian, I was taking these youth to a church in, uh, you know, another town in Tennessee. And 
this was back when I first got saved, and I was so on fire for God. I've been delivered uh, from everything, and I was delivered from demons, so now I'm casting demons out of houses, people, and everything. And so I was taking all these youth to this on fire for God youth group service on Saturday night in another town. So one night I had three girls in my car. I had one girl right here and two girls in the back. And we was listening to Faith Hill. Was it Faith Hill? I think so, yeah. And so she was singing and we had the music very soft. And I was just talking about how good the Lord was. And all of a sudden, this man's voice come in the room, in the car. And he goes, June. <laughs> I was like, ah. you know, I looked at the girl next to me. I was like, did you hear that? And she was over there shaking. And she goes, yes, I heard that. So I was looking back to these people behind me and I said, did y'all hear that? And they're like, no, hear what? And I was like, they didn't hear that. And then it said it again, June. And I was like, signal. <laughs> I pulled that car over. I said, Lord, if you're trying to talk to me, what do you want to say? What do you want me to do? Like, I didn't know what to do with it. So he didn't say anything. So I got out of the car. I got out of the car and I, I stood in front of it by myself. It was on a, you know, a dark night. And I said, I looked up in the stars. And I was like, Lord, I heard your voice audible. What are you trying to say? What, what do you want to say? And so I didn't hear anything back. So I go to the youth service that night and we're out street witnessing. And so there's these kids over there that was playing this loud music. And so I just said, Lord, go over there and shut that off. And next thing you know, bam, the music got shut off. <laughs> we went over there and we was witnessing to them and everything. And a lot of people got saved and set free that night. But there is one time, one time, I heard the Lord's voice audible. Okay, so let's continue here. Verse 4. For I have even called you by name. I have surnamed thee that thou hast not known me. Though thou hast not known me. Okay, gotcha. Verse 5. I am the Lord, and there is no one else. There is no God beside thee. I girded you, though you have not known me. And bride, that when I did that post the other day that's why I was telling you that don't put me up on no pedestal please because the Lord told me right before he opened up the White House you know I told you he woke me up three days at three and four o'clock in the morning one of the mornings he told me I want you to get up and go in that prayer closet and he didn't mean come out here and get on the table where the sun shines because this one was at three o'clock in the morning he meant in a closet shut the door and get on your face so I got on my face and the Lord spoke to me. He said, which I didn't know the White House was about to open up, but he told me, he said, don't let anyone praise you. Don't receive that. And so basically he was teaching me, uh, don't live by people's praise in your ear because you end up dying by people's praise in your ear. You see what I mean? Because we can't live by that. And so... Uh, you know, right after that's when the White House opened up. But, uh, of course, everybody's excited because 
they have seen my struggle. They've seen what I've went through. They've seen me living by faith. Of course, a lot of you new people that don't know me don't know all this. But for the past six years, I have struggled greatly in obedience to the Lord. Going to this town, doing this, doing this, just following his voice with nothing. Driving across the country with $20. I mean, just crazy radical faith. Okay? So, when the White House opens up, it's like, ah, you know, the destiny doors have opened. And that's why the Lord told me, don't let anyone praise you. Don't receive you know, any type, any of that, because this is all me. And so, in other words, the Lord is telling me, stay in your zone, you know, stay in your place, uh, stay humble, and don't, you know, let people do that. So that's why I did the post. I wasn't trying to be mean, right? You know, but I was saying, please, you know, we honor God that he did this, but, you know, nothing having to do with me. It wasn't me or anybody else out there that opened that door. It was God alone. And he gets all the glory and all the praise. Okay? So he says here, I have called you by name. I have surnamed you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, because see, he's jealous for us. And there is no one else. There is no God beside me. I gird you, which means I opened that door for you. I made you. I equipped you. I shaped you. I molded you. I burned you. I scrubbed things off. I delivered you. I healed you. You see what I mean? Like he he did all this for this moment. You know, that's why I can't take the glory at all. And no one else can. And also when somebody gets saved through us, we can't take the glory. Or if they get healed through us, we can't take the glory. Because there's a hundred other Christians out there that sowed into that person. What gives us the right just because we preached a sermon and God did something right then? No. It's because of the prayers of the grandma in the prayer closet. Or the one that took him in when he was a kid and loved him all them years when nobody else would love him. And then you just happen to be the one that just sealed the deal. You just happen to be a witness of the miracle. That's it. You're a witness. You're an ambassador. We're not anywhere... Uh, you know, in position to say we did anything. It's all God. Okay? So, let's continue here. Okay, verse 6. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is no one beside me. I am the Lord and there is no one else. I form the light and I create darkness. I make peace and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down, you heavens from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open and let them bring forth salvation. And let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, has created it. Woe unto him that strives with his maker. And that's what pride is, see? When we think that we have done all this ourselves, we have made a you know made ourselves forget about it. It's through God. We're striving. When we get that pride in our head, that's striving. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashions it, What makest thou or thy work? He has no hands. Woe unto him that says unto his father, What begettest? thou 
or to the woman, What hast thou brought forth? Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his Maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons. Lord, we do. We want to know of things to come. And concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their host have I commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness, and I will direct all of his ways. I'm still thinking of President Trump right here. He will build my city, and he shall let go my captives, not for price nor reward, says the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord, the laborer of Egypt and merchandise of Ethiopia and the Sabians, men of stature, uh, shall come over unto thee, and they shall be thine. They shall come after thee in chains, shall they come over, and they shall fall down unto thee. They shall make supplication unto thee, saying, Surely God is in thee, and there is no one else, there is no God. Verily thou art a God that hides itself, O God of Israel, the Savior. They shall be ashamed and also confounded, all of them. They shall go to confusion together that are makers of idols. That is the wickedness. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confounded world without end. Wow, you ain't gonna believe what the Lord just told me. Wow. I've got to write this down. The Lord just told me when I go to Israel, I have to proclaim this with my boots on the ground in Israel. You know how God sends me on assignments. All right, let me do an Israel assignment page. Let's see, Israel assignment. All right, read Isaiah 45, 15, oh, wait a minute. Okay, 15 through 18. Alright. Well, there we go. Y'all have been with me when God has rebuked me and everything live on the air. Okay. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that forms the earth and made it. He has established it. He creates it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no one else. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place in the earth. I have I said not unto the seed of Jacob, Seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. De I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Tell you and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from the time? Has not I the Lord? And there is no God beside me. A just God and a Savior. And there is no one else beside me. Brian, this reminds me of 
when he woke me up the other day and he spoke to me like that. He's like, I will deliver a woman, you know, kind of like that. Look unto me and be ye saved, all ye ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no one else. I have sworn by myself, boy, he's letting it be known. The word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Surely shall one say, In the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. Yes, Lord. Well, bride, I pray that I have encouraged you tonight. Uh, I just wanted to read our devotional tonight since I was not able to do it this morning. I want to thank the Lord for opening up Israel. Uh, it just seems so surreal, all of the blessings that are rolling in. I want to thank Pastor Carolyn Tynes for ordering me this thing uh, right here, which is the, uh, what is it called? This gadget. Where it's a balancer. I needed it really bad when I was with the president the other day. Uh, I saw how bad I need this. Just because of how the media works. So, thank you so much, Pastor Carolyn, for getting me this, okay? And so, uh, I guess that's all tonight. Except, oh, I wanted to give you a report on... Uh, last night when I told you what was happening with the LGBTQ assault upon all of the uh, educational system across America, I actually found out it was actually in colleges too. So most everybody that I talked to come back and said their school did not do it. So I'm very happy to report that. However, if you go over to my TV page, you will see the demonic assault I'm under over there on my TV page. What has happened is some LGBTQ association or whatever shared it with all their groups and now they are blasting me to no end on there telling me about my weight and what a bigot I am and you know how mean I am and all, and all this other stuff. But Bride, this is just the beginning. They don't know. They don't know how bad it's going to get when I begin revealing, you know, uh, more about what's happening up here in Washington, once I get in the flow of how everything works here, like in the White House, I've been in there five full days, full time, okay? And so this was my first week working full time, and it was my first time in, I don't know, six years since I've worked full time. So it was, it was felt really weird. But anyways, uh, I'm starting to learn how the protocol is and how they do things and how I'm going to report the news. So I'm working out a little system, you know, so as time rolls on, it'll get a lot better. And, uh, you know, I'm learning from all of them. Uh, when I say that CNN and MSNBC help me, these... Uh, excuse me. 
these are the uh, support staff. These are the ones like the cameramen and and the they call them like the real um, the people that do the you know the people that do behind the scenes. Uh, they have been very nice to help me and to learn the protocol of how everything works there. So I'm learning. Okay, so I appreciate your patience, but uh, when you get a chance, you know, watch it. I will be reporting the news every day now, Monday through Thursday, uh, over on my TV page, usually about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then after that, I'll leave and come home. So, um, I will get better on how to do that as time rolls on. And so, if you would, please, you know, go over there, like it, share it, or whatever, because I am being watched. Uh, they want to know how I do and everything and how it all flows. So, uh, we do have an open door there, and I pray that uh, as we work together, this door will stay open, okay? So, for me, I am uh, reflecting on a lot of the education I received when I was in college about how to, you know, walk very softly and to respect all of them because they're the giants in the industry. And actually, uh, all of those guys there are the giants in the entire planet. You know, I've realized that about DC. Uh, we're not dealing with just global. We're dealing with the entire planet. We have uh, all the embassies here. We have people from all over the world, you know, type of deal. So, um so I'm learning and I'm walking very soft and I'm trying to just kind of ease my way in the team, you know. Like the other day when uh, President Trump came out, I stood away from the crowd and uh, because I couldn't get near him because all of them, you know, is so crowded on him. But I was just honored to even be there, you know what I mean? And so uh, I was trying to... <laughs> put my camera up there which is why this is going to come in handy where I could snap pictures of him you know and uh, then when he walked out to the helicopter and whatnot, you know so I mean I'm learning how everything works and it will get a lot better up here and I'm very honored that God opened the door to Israel I'm just in awe to it so um, God is moving Brad uh, thank you for everything. I'm very excited to the Lord about going to Israel. I'm very excited to be a part of the team at the White House. I'm very excited to um, have them be teaching me, you know, the protocol and everything so I can just kind of ease in there with everything. And then, of course, you know, my prayer life that I have here with my different prayer groups uh, I really, really love them. They're my family here, uh, my prayer teams. And so I'm very excited about that. And my deal actually with the uh, National Day of Prayer starts in a few weeks. Uh, they asked me to be the Northern Region Director. Uh, I think it's called the Regional Director uh, over Virginia. So that starts, uh, you know, in a few weeks. So I'm excited about that. And uh, I love the way that I am learning God. I love the way that uh, I'm learning how me and him flow together. Like when I was out of town and the keys disappeared. 
I finally caught on to, oh, I forgot. Whenever, whenever distractions come or weird things happen, it's because you have, you're stopping me because there's somebody there you want me to minister to. When I came to the revelation, oh, there's somebody here you want me to minister to, Lord. All right, who is it? Bam, it wasn't five minutes and there she was. She was a girl contemplating suicide. Her mother had just killed herself. She lost two babies within the last four months. You know, and it's just to be able to hold her hand, uh, cast off that spirit of death, you know, cancel that assignment on her life and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Just learning how God is with me, how I hear him, how we operate in ministry together, how he gives me dreams, sends me on directives, sends me on assignments, uh, like he did the other day. He sent me on a prayer assignment and all that stuff, you know. So uh, right now I feel like I'm the happiest woman on the planet because I have such... He's the best husband, and I have a great understanding of who I am now. I have a great understanding of how he wants to use me and how I hear him, you know, how he operates and everything. And so, in other words, we make a good team. So, with him opening up Israel, I know that there is an assignment in Israel. And then, guess what? Before he opened the door to Israel today through the payment, um, I already knew he was going to send me to Israel because he would have, he started having people teach me about Israel. And so I was like, Lord, you are slick. Before you even have people pay for me to go to Israel, you're already teaching me about the culture. <laughs> He's so funny. And so when I go to Israel, it'll be the same way as it is here in D.C., where I'm praying for people everywhere and God puts me with people and all the other stuff he does. It'll be the same way over there, but by the time I get over there, I'll be a lot better than I am now. And so hopefully I'll be able to touch a lot of lives over there, you know. And uh, because, listen, I've told you this, Brian. When you pray for people, okay, that is the greatest calling on your life is prayer because people need your prayer i don't know well i there, as far as i know there's only been just a very few that's ever turned down prayer and the lord will speak to you too and he will say well let's see i this one popped in my head okay this uber driver the other day hears me do a live in the uber car and i'm telling everybody about something that happened uh, something major happened so I'm telling everybody about it and so we get done and we're talking and then he's a Christian and he's telling me I think he was from Nigeria and he had just he's here without his family this way it was he's here without his family he misses his family blah 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 and so before I got out of the car he asked me he goes ma'am before you get out of this car, would you mind praying for me? And I said, well, sir, what would you like me to pray for you for? And he said, really? Everything. He said, I want you to pray about my destiny. I want you to pray for my family. And I want you to pray for my life. So, 
I touched his shoulder. I prayed. The Lord gave me some words of wisdom for him. And then I was able to, you know, allow the Lord to really minister to this man. Listen, your prayers are the most important thing, Brad. Because remember what I taught you. You are the kingdom of God. When you walk in a room, the kingdom has just arrived. And when people come up, oh, my back's hurting. Oh, I've got a terrible marriage. Oh, this is happening, this happening. This is because God had them reveal it to you because he's wanting to heal it. Reveal it, heal it. Remember that, okay? Whatever's revealed, God's wanting to heal, okay? So when they come up and they just start telling you this, you know, you're like, be thinking in your heart, oh, Lord, okay, you want me to pray for them. So when they're finished with their, because what they're doing is they're hurting. So these roots are being exposed right in front of you, right? And so what God is saying, Bride, I want you to look at this person. Their roots are like right here. They're, they're like exposed. Anger, bitterness, wrath, uh, hatred, you know, malice. Okay, so their roots are right here. So what God is wanting you to do is to reach over and grab them roots and say, Come out in Jesus' name. We're done with you holding them people back in Jesus' name. You see what I mean? You're plucking those roots out. Because those roots is what's holding that person back. That's why they have to get it out. So what you do is you ask them, can I please pray for you? You don't have to have the answer except Jesus. So then you pray and you listen to the Lord. And so you pray, Lord, I pray. And you just kind of remember what they tell you when they're hurting. Lord, pray, heal their back, Lord. I ask you to heal their back. I plead the blood of Jesus over them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. And then you just, while you're talking, you're listening. And then the Holy Spirit is say, they've got bitterness towards their father. Because when they were seven, and then the Lord will just start telling you. And so then as you're praying, you're just like, Sir, I'm hearing from the Lord that when you were seven years old, that you had this uh, issue with your father. And then you'll see them, bride, they'll just start cracking. They'll just... It, it, it's like a sword just comes right over the top of them and goes wham and it cuts off all the lies of the devil I mean that's why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost you need to be speaking in tongues you need to have the power and the fire of God to be able to truly truly help people okay alright so you pray with them and then you, you brought the healing to them you brought the answer that God had for them and then you're gone okay so that's all that God requires of us. I just want you to pray, daughter. I just want you to pray for them. I want you to partner with heaven so they can get relief. And that's what it is. They need relief. And you are the relief. You're the, you're the salve that they need in the midst of their suffering. Okay? So how I got off on all these side trails tonight, right? I don't know, but uh, I'm very excited about... Uh, where God has taken me and all of us. Let me tell you, because up here in Washington, I feel the atmosphere is shifting. I feel it in this country, bride. The glory is coming around us like this. And as the glory is just like circling the nation right now, getting ready to come in, it is swirling, okay, in the spirit. This, this is swirling. 
and it is going to expose because this stuff is going to be coming up and people are going to be falling. We're going to see people literally fall on their face because they are going to be exposed before a holy God. And then if that's you, if that's me, what do we do, bride, whenever God exposes sin? Immediately, yes, sir, I repent. When he exposed my heart about the homeless man, I was selfish. I immediately repented. Yes, Lord, I'm sorry I was selfish. What can you do? He exposed it, you admit it, and you ask him to heal you. You ask him to deliver you, and you just go forward. See what I mean? You don't get off in the condemnation and all that stuff. Yes, Lord, I did it. Help me. And just keep going. Okay? So anyways, Lord, as the bride, as this is swirling, we're going to see a lot of activity where God is draining the swamp, okay, in the church. As the swamp is being drained, in the natural, it's being drained in the spirit too. But up here in D.C., I feel it. I feel a freedom in the air. I feel a springtime, you know, like a, 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 like a burden's been lifted off our nation. And uh, I'm just saying my experience with the prayers uh, that I've been doing up here, along with my team that I'm on and all the other people across the nation that's been praying, God is listening. God is listening, Brian. He loves you. And his plan for you is so amazing that you could never imagine how great God's plan is for you. And the only reason, Bride, that I am so transparent and I tell you all this stuff is to encourage you, if God can use an old woman, I'm 50 years, not, you know, old, old, but 50 years old, a big woman, a woman by herself, a woman with no money, and if God can use me, he can use anyone. This, should, this is an encouragement to you that if you just listen to him, he'll do all the rest. Where he guides, he provides. Where he leads, he will pay. You just have to go, okay, Lord, you want me to go to Egypt? Okay, I will go to the airport, and then I'll wait for you to get me the ticket to Egypt. You know, if you're there and he tells you, I need you to go there tomorrow at 7 a.m. to the airport because you're going to go to Egypt. You get up, you go to the airport, and you be ready to go to Egypt because God will have somebody walk up to you and give you a ticket. The Lord told me to buy you a ticket. All we have to do is hear what he says because let me tell you one more thing, Brian, and then I'll get off here. I was in a press conference the other day at the White House about EMP attacks, okay? Uh, this is why I need help, Brad. I need help. I need you to pray about God giving me some writers and people that can help me write these stories because I can't do it all, okay? Uh, but anyways, there's uh, they was talking about a possible EMP attack coming in the future. And they was saying that the the government is going to prepare uh, just in case, which we all know what that means. But if an EMP attack happens, Brian, if it shuts down the entire grid, okay, let's say it shuts down the entire grid and the phones don't work, the electricity don't work, your heat don't work, nothing. 
your car shut down unless it was before 1979. Everything shuts down and goes black, okay? What is going to happen then? If you are not listening to the Holy Ghost, you have to know His voice. Because it's just like the days in the Bible. God will give him a dream. Paul, I want you to get up and I want you to go over here to this house because so-and-so has a word for you. If everything goes black for right now, the Lord will give me a dream. June, I want you to get up. I want you to go over here to 8th to Street in D.C. I have a car waiting on you that has, that has gas. You know, I have something waiting on you. I get up. I hear his voice as crazy as it may sound. I've learned over the years, forget about the crazy. I just listen. I don't even try to measure it in my mind how crazy it is anymore. Okay, you go over to that street, and then bam, God will meet you over there. And then God will say, okay, now I want you to go over here to this city. And you're having, you have nothing to guide you. You don't have a cell phone anymore. You don't have a house phone anymore. All you have is the God phone. We have to hear him now before the floods come, is what I'm trying to tell you, Brian. How are we going to hear him when all the chaos is happening if we can't even hear him right now? Okay? So, let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for all my friends right now that they will hear your voice so clearly, Lord, that the channels will be open to heaven, that the portals will be open. Break off any clouds of hindrance in their mind that would hold them back from hearing your voice. They need that more than silver or gold. They need that more than anything on the planet is just to hear your voice. Lord, your voice is worth more than living. It's worth more than anything, Lord, because your voice is what leads us into all the truth. We need to know what your voice sounds like, and we need to be led by your spirit, Lord, and not by any other spirit. So open up their ears, Lord, to hear. Lord, open up your word and let them see. Open up their eyes and let them see what you're doing, Lord, and what you're saying. And Lord, I pray that you help them, Lord, in their missions, in what you have called them to do, Lord, and I pray that if you have asked them to do something and it seems impossible, that they would have the faith to cross over that impossible line. And that they would say, all right, Lord, you told me to do this. I have no idea how you're going to do this. All I'm saying is let me hear you. You lead me by the day, Lord. You just tell me today, what do you want me to do today to get over there? And then... We know, Lord, that when you do that every day, you will faithfully lead them. And I pray that when you do hear, when they do hear you, that they will have the faith to do the impossible and to cross over that line of, of thinking, that line of justifying and everything, and they cross over into the land of the unknown, which is called faith, and that you will take them to the absolute destiny that you have called them to, that will be beyond every imagination they could ever think of because you are that kind of God. If you can tell Noah to build an ark in the, where there was never rain 
And then you can have him do it in the midst of all that chaos. And then take those big old beams and put that whole boat together <laughs> with no tools like what we have today on me. Tell me that doesn't sound impossible. And Lord, they did. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. You are so amazing. We worship and praise you tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Bride Well, I'm going to get off here and go to bed. I am going to chill tonight. What time is it? It's 8 o'clock already. Good Lord. How long have I been on here, Lord? All right. All right, Bride Well, I pray y'all have a good night. Let me see what you wrote here. In case I have to answer some questions and then I'll get off here. Alright, let's see. Well, hello, Kathy. What's up? Hello, Kathy. Hello. Hey, Magda. What's up, Magda? Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Sharon. Praise God. Amen. Hello, Frank. Fellow Bible college student. Amen. Sharon. Amen. Lane. Don't make me cry. I don't even have a couch right now. Aw, I'm sorry, Lane. Lord, give Lane a couch. Yes, Sharon Mercer. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Pastor John. Hello, Miss Teresa. Uh, Teresa, I did receive your donation today. Thank you, sister. Thank you so much. Miss Lisa. Yes, hello, Miss Lisa. How are you, Lisa? Well, hello, Gail. Miss Claire Iverson, how you doing, Claire? Vicky, hello, Vicky. Lillian, hello, Lillian. I love your name, Lillian. I think that's amazing. Well, hello, Miss Patty. And then Miss Glenda, hello, Glenda. Hello, Cindy. Hello, Joe. All right, and Lane. Pamela, hello, Pamela. Jason. I do look forward to meeting you, Jason. Okay, Miss Sheila. Hello, Sheila. I don't think I've met you yet. Hello, Althea. And Lane again. All right. Very good, Lane. Well, hello, Katie. Lane. Hello. LOL, it's okay. Just part of having... Oh, okay. I got you. I'm sorry. Having to move around. Okay, got you. Well, I understand that. All right, Bride. Well, I'm going to get off here tonight, and uh, I will talk to you later. Now, tomorrow night, I have a, tomorrow night, I have a fellowship dinner. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.